you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome, Sass with Cast, the original listeners. Today's podcast is going to be a little different. Uh, it's a hit and miss. It's a talk about this and a talk about that. I'm going to feature a story about a distracted driver, or maybe two. And of course, I'm going to talk a little bit about some things going on, and I'm going to bring up the uh, pre-pandemic Pet Peeves podcast. If you haven't listened, go listen to that real quick, and then come back. We'll get back to this in just a few minutes. Well, hello, Sass with Cast, the original listeners. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 9, A Plethora of Topics. Eh, that's the best I could come up with. Uh, I'm glad I made it to nine. Uh, I had promised that this would be a different format, and I'm hoping I can live up to that promise. It's not the episode that I wanted to do with a guest, and that's not at the fault of the guests. Uh, however, this one is going to be a little bit more informal. I am recording, sitting on my porch, listening to nature. I'm not going to edit. I'm not going to add any music. Well, I might add something to it when I produce it. But as of right now, I'm not planning on doing any of that. I just want to do something here to where I kind of share a couple of things going on. And uh, like I said, it'd probably be a ramble. Because there's been a couple of things that have happened the past couple of days. And uh, one of them feeds off of uh, two of my po previous podcasts. First one being Pre-Pandemic Pet Peeve, uh, which was also kind of, sort of, um, one of my more lighthearted ones. And the last episode where I brought up a situation going on because of all the tensions in the world that we have right now, where I spoke of uh, parties that had been videoed um, and a, a firearm was pulled and so forth so on. If you've not looked into that media and seen that video, uh, I would encourage you probably to do your own search and find that. And uh, again, listen to the previous episode. You can get an idea of the story I'm talking about. Uh, I'll try to refresh you here too. Uh, but basically, let me let me first jump into uh, one thing that's kind of just kind of started my whole trying to be different. This podcast has started out just because uh, I just wanted to be able to voice my opinion and people hear my voice because anytime you type something on a blog or you type something on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, your tone is never carried. Your content, your context, uh, what have you, the background is never carried. It's hard to give a clear definition of where you're coming from when you're typing anything. Uh, as many of us know, typing anything on a text can always be taken out of context. And I do that. Sometimes I'll type something on a text and go, oh man, I really should have typed it that way. 
you know, and I hope that the other person knows me well enough to know that I didn't mean it the way it looked. And sometimes they're just, their emotions are high and they, they read the text wrong or, you know, and, and I, I feel bad when I hurt their feelings and, and that's not what I'm out to do by any means. I'm not by any means out to hurt anybody's feelings. It's just that, you know, the old saying goes, we all have opinions. Uh, and again, I promise to clean it up. So I'm not going to go any further with that statement. But the the whole let's just dive into facebook uh, anytime you post something on facebook you risk someone else screenshotting it and sharing it and and completely taking what you say out of context or adding their own twist to it and, and i totally understand that at the same time if you choose to engage with posting something and you know it's going to get riled up sometimes a friend could post something and you may comment on it and, and it just it's just a domino effect you don't know where it's going to go well this particular incident happened to me uh, let me back up first of all when i use facebook i i do a rather i guess you would say attentive effort um conscious effort maybe conscious effort is a better word a conscious effort let me say that i go through my facebook on a regular basis and i look at my group my friends my acquaintances and i, I try to figure out okay have i heard from this person you know has this person even engaged in you know my facebook is this person even in you know uh, in line with anything that that i'm posting or do i see anything they post and and i make a decision whether i'm gonna keep them on the list or not and then and then i decide okay am i going to keep them on the list and if i do do i follow or unfollow them and following them they don't have a clue if i'm unfollowing them that just means i don't see what they post in my feed and that's fine that just means maybe i'm just not in the mood to hear about something going on uh you know and it doesn't matter what it is good or bad or indifferent whatever the case may be it just may mean that i'm just not in the mood to to be a part of that at that moment and i may follow them back later and maybe i just let it fall through the cracks but i also make an effort to remove people from my social media that i find uh create problems you know that 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 bring more problems to the to the whole social media and i've not had to do that a lot but you know, it's my social media. I have that right to do that. You have the right to do that. And, and I encourage it. If you don't like someone after a while and you've decided that they don't bring anything valuable to you in your life, by all means, remove them. And don't feel bad about it. Um, it's hard. It's a hard decision. Making friends is not like it was when I was growing up. I mean, I've got friends that I've known since elementary school. And by friends, I mean, these are genuine people that know me. These are people that know my upbringing they know my morals my ethics and they would probably be the less likely person to take anything that i type into a fence and then i have a group of people that i that i call acquaintances in other words i may have met them a couple times and had something in common and and maybe had some really good times and at one point thought that the friendship was going to blossom and maybe it didn't so they're just an acquaintance there's someone that i know because of a point in my life that we cross paths and if that friendship grew that's great if it didn't they're just an acquaintance and i have to come to terms with that because uh, as much as i'd love to have a lot of friends you know it's it's not about how many followers or how many friends are on your list 
It's about the people that are genuine. So what I also did was I went through Facebook one time and was cleaning it up and I decided, you know, why can't I have my own group? Why can't I decide the people that are valuable to me and the people that I want to stay in touch with? So I created my own group. Um, it's a hidden group. And only those people that I feel pretty confident in that we can communicate and there's not going to be any hurt feelings. And if there is, I'm sorry. I apologize to every single one of them if they're listening. You know, you know who you are. You know you're the part of that group. And that means you are genuinely in my heart on a daily basis. I think of you. I adore you, your family, your friends, your acquaintances that, that you bring to the, to the table. I enjoy your stories. And I know and I hope in turn that you enjoy and, and, and mine. And some of you have been a part of my life my entire life. Some of you just entered my life a little later. And that's great. That's wonderful. Uh, those people, and it's a small group. I'm talking less than 50. Oh, hell, probably less than 40. Oh, sorry, bad word. Anyway, less than 40 people that I can honestly say that I have in this group that I feel pretty confident. So, so what I did was again. Let me let me just. I'm, I'm digressing, but I took Facebook and I decided I wanted to control it. I wanted to make sure that if I shared something, I knew who I was sharing it with. It wasn't just to the whole world, so the whole world knew what was going on in mine. Because it's not the whole world's business, and if the whole world wants to know, then I would be on TV. Um, and even then, not the whole world's going to know. But you you get the gist of it. So in creating that group, I created somewhat of a peace for myself. I found that I was no longer really scrolling through mainstream Facebook and I wasn't seeing the things that the political and the religious and the things that I didn't really care about. I was seeing only the things that I cared about from people that I care about. And for the most part, those people share the same things I do. They don't want to get into the conversations about politics and religion and the group is just, there's no, there's no rules. There don't have to be rules because we know each other. And if they get upset with me or I get upset with them, I have a feeling that it would be a phone call to fix it. I don't think there's been anyone upset. I don't think that, that I've made anybody mad that they've left me in my little group. Uh, there's probably one or two that just don't communicate in the group. And it might be because they don't think about it. And, and that's that's a, definitely a, a different thing that if you're part of a group and you don't think about the group and you don't go out and contribute to the group, that's got to be understood too. If you manage groups, then you've got to understand that engaging your audience is up to you and hope that your audience engages in, in, in return. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And that's fine. I'm not going to hold that against them. I may contact them and say, hey, you know, you still want to be part of my group. I don't think I've done that either. Um, but there's been a few that have fallen from that group only because I don't hear from them or because they don't contribute or because they don't even get on their own Facebook. When I look at their feed and I see something three years ago, I'm like, you know, they're not using Facebook. I'm just going to be polite and take them out of the equation so they're not getting notifications from my group. And that's just courtesy to me. If they want back in, hopefully they'll give me a call. So, anyway, that's kind of how I handle Facebook. Now, I will say that here as of late, I'm going to have to apologize again to my following group. Uh, I kind of forgot about the group. I forgot to post to the group. And I started just using mainstream. And the main reason for that was is I was posting on Instagram and allowing Instagram to just post it to Facebook. 
And in doing that, it saved me from having to go to two different locations and post something and word it differently. And and I was just being lazy. That's really what it boils down to is just being lazy. Um, so, unfortunately, being lazy can create a little drama when you let it out of the bag, as they say. So, I, I posted a, a reposted and shared a post that I just wanted a question to. And the question basically was, uh, let me say, the post was from a local police department stating that uh, this new mandate about masks being required in public could not be um, a police matter. And, and I'm paraphrasing here. But it cannot be a police matter because it's not been written into law. Because it has not been written into law, businesses could ask you to leave for not wearing one. It could be their policy, their choice. And if a patron chose to not leave, the business could choose to call the police, at which point the police could show up and they could and would cite the customer for not wearing the mask as a trespasser. That's it. You would, it was an arrestable offense. And because it's a store policy, you could be considered uh, trespassing. So I'm reading this and I'm thinking, wow. You know, why in the world are we nitpicking? And why in the world are businesses suddenly given the authority, and, and they've had the authority, but why all of a sudden are we telling these businesses, here, you have the power to call the police and, and get this person arrested, when, in fact, there's policies that's been out there for a long time that are not being enforced. And that's what my post was saying. My post was saying, for example, um, this no shoes, no shirt, no service. You know, you see that a lot. And no, there's probably not a lot of people walking around in a restaurant with no shoes or no shirt. There's probably not a lot of people walking around in Walmart without shirts and shoes. But I have personally seen people walk into a Kroger. I've seen people walk into uh, McDonald's once or twice, maybe. And... Say, for, let me just give the Kroger example. Uh, walking in the Kroger, they've, they've gotten gas for their boat, and they run in, and say the gentleman runs in without his shirt on, and he's paying for his gas after he, you know, and he's, you know, that kind of thing. And he just grabs him a beer, and he runs to the self-checkout and goes, and I'm thinking, dude, come on. Or, you know, you see these people running around, and I'm not talking like always grown adults, maybe teenagers walking around in Kroger without shoes on. Now, it's a store policy that you have to have on shoes in pretty much all your retail environments. And, honey, it's not for the store's sake. Well, it is. It's the store's liability to protect you from damage. And knowing that they could very well have broken glass or nails or screws or something in the floor that could damage, you know, and cause you harm, they put this policy in effect and they could cite you for it. The policy is already there. The policy is already in the books that says you have to wear shoes in a store. But have you ever known a store to turn away a patron for not wearing shoes? No. And here's another one. How about pets? I've personally been in Kroger and seen women with their little toy poodles and cute little sweaters on tucked under their arm walking around Kroger. Seriously, you don't need your pet poodle. You know, um, this whole emotional support animal stuff? Nah, don't buy it. Don't buy it at all. You don't need an emotional support animal. You need a lot of help, but it's not the animal that's going to help you. So, have you ever had a store, you know, ask you to leave? 
know. Again, another policy that we're not enforcing. Yet, here we are, police department saying that, excuse me, these stores are going to have the right to ask you to leave. And if you don't, they will call the police and you will be arrested for trespassing. Okay, so my question was, why aren't we enforcing the pet policy, the no shirt, no shoes policies, the same exact effort and um, follow through that we're now all of a sudden doing this mask. That's all I ask in my post. Well, it wasn't, it was rhetorical. I didn't expect an answer. I really didn't. But a friend of mine decided to make a comment and it, it was a political comment and whatever. I let it go. No big deal. And then the next thing I know, someone else just, just unleashed. And when they unleashed, they were speaking from experience. They've, they've had a bad experience for people not wearing masks or, or wearing masks, neither nor, here nor there. The bottom line to it was they indicated in their post that they were just going to, you know, not debate this with people and, you know, you, you have no empathy and so forth and so on. Okay, okay, fine. You have your opinion. Move on. Part of me wanted to delete both posts and let it go, but before deleting it, I wanted to go reach out to the to the friend that, that had the the problem with it and just say, listen, you know, sorry, that's not what this was meant. I was just asking a question about policies. I wasn't turning us into the whole wear a mask or not wear a mask debate. And and in reaching out, I discover on another platform, social media platform, that they had released just moments after typing that they had released a statement knowing i would see it saying that they were going to unfriend people that they were tired of the negativity they were tired of the um, facebook drama and so forth and so on and and you know not to take it personal and i'm like wow so hmm i went back to facebook and realized wow i had been unfriended well, that was kind of cheesy. I mean, unfriend me for what my friend says. That's that is personal, and and I said so to the person, and I put it on the other platform that uh, I felt like it was personal. You know, don't don't punish me or our friendship and judge my friendship because of someone else. That's just not right, and uh, I stand by that. Uh, what a friend of mine does doesn't judge. I don't judge you, and so forth, so on. So in doing so. Uh, it became a large debate back and forth, and, and I chose not to really get into the debate about it. Again, my question was just simply asking about policies. So, folks, let me just kind of put out here, you know, unfriending someone is, for all intents and purposes, you're not hurting anyone but yourself. You know, you're, you're showing that you don't have tolerance, that you don't have acceptance, and uh, I accept all of my friends or acquaintances for who you are, your opinions. And I appreciate your opinions because you challenge me. You challenge me to think. You challenge me to reach outside of my brain and listen. And I may not agree, but I'll listen. And maybe somewhere down the line I go, wow, you know, I do see that point. It may not be immediate. It may not happen in your lifetime. <laughs> but it will be... At some point in time, it could very well wake me into a different viewpoint. So, I basically just kind of have this attitude of, you know, I am not going to be remembered as a woman who just keeps her mouth shut. 
Did you know Sass with Cast, the original, is available on several different podcast platforms? Yeah, it sure is. Now, it's recorded and hosted on Anchor.fm, but you can also catch it on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, several others. iHeartRadio is another one. Brand new listed just uh, about a week ago. Be sure you catch the latest episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And thank you for listening. Welcome back. All right now, folks. I've retreated from the porch. The heat is just way too much. Can't take it anymore. So I am sitting in the comfort of air conditioning in my, quote, studio. And I'm going to hit the next point of this podcast. Before I do, let me just say, I'm going to apologize now because it's all over the place. Normally, I sit and I kind of script out my podcasts, what I want to say, uh, plan out the commercials, and that kind of thing. And this time, I decided that I was just going to do a seat of the pants, record record where I could, put it all together, and see how it came together. So it's completely experimental. My mind is everywhere. I have a lot of things I want to say, but uh, as I said, it's a plethora of topics. And one of the things I do want to say is, let's go down memory lane. Uh, let's go down to the pre-pandemic pet peeve podcast. I'll say that real fast. That podcast, if you haven't listened, let me summarize it. That podcast basically shared with you one of my pet peeves. And that is in a, quote, normal, and I hate to use that word, in our normal setting when you're out shopping or restaurant or what have you and you're trying to walk in a door and someone else tries to walk through the same door you're walking in and you know it just creates uncomfortability I guess you could like I've been practicing social distancing for a long time it just appears the rest of the world hasn't so anyway that's what my pre-pandemic pet peeve was about and ironically my last episode I discussed um, a video that I stumbled upon on social media. Ironically, I started this whole podcast about social media. You see where I'm going here? Social media is just dangerous. Anyway, the video was released of ladies, and it was all mostly ladies. There's one guy that I saw in it. Uh, a very volatile exchange, you know, a gun was pulled, and so forth so on. Well, since that podcast, uh, there's been some new developments in that video, and the lady that pulled the weapon has been interviewed. I listened to her interview, and I've not heard from the other party. Not my fault. They haven't released anything. But anyway, I listened to that lady, and it turns out, guess what? She was trying to exit a restaurant with her hands full, and the door she was trying to use was locked, thereby forcing her to go through another door that a patron was coming in at the same time. And they allegedly touched, causing the whole entire thing to go to hell. Sorry, no other word for it. It went to hell. Now, my gut instinct is, shame on you, restaurant. Shame on you, retail stores. Shame on you, banks. Open the damn doors. You won't have this problem. We're supposed to be social distancing anyway. Why did that person come in the same door seeing someone coming out with their hands full? Because people don't social distance, even when they're supposed to. Okay? This lady was walking out of a door. She had no choice but to go out of one because the one was locked. And it created a fiasco. 
Now, all parties have been arrested. All parties are being charged with a crime of some sort. It's wrong. You should not be charged for defending yourself. You should not be charged for trying to keep your life from being taken. And that's plain and simple. I could feel the tension just watching the video. And if these people were willing to step behind a moving vehicle and beat on it, there's no telling what they would do. And again, they were outnumbered. But to learn that it was because she simply allegedly, I use that term, allegedly brushed up against someone as she exited a door, it's just freaking ridiculous. It's, it's asinine, people. Completely asinine. Have we gone so far as a society that we cannot even say, I am sorry, and we can't accept the I'm sorry's? Is that where society is headed? I, I'm not interested in being part of society. I just want to drop off the grid right now. Because that's embarrassing. That is completely embarrassing. Both parties should never have been put through this. Never. And... I don't know how it's going to turn out. I, I'll try to watch some of it, but I'm not going to stick my... I'm not going <laughs> to go out of my way to follow it because it doesn't affect me really. But in a way it does because I can feel for the patron trying to walk out the proper door, the door being locked. It's frustrating and it, it's not fair. Um, I do have a few opinions on the whole situation and I've discussed the opinions with, with even loved ones. And we have a little bit of a difference of opinion. Uh, there's some people that say that well, they were in the vehicle, they should have just driven off and got away. Okay, that's great. Sounds great. Sounds wonderful. But when someone is beating or you hear a noise at the rear of your vehicle as you're trying to leave, you have two choices at that time. Leave and hope that nothing consequences come of that. Or B, get out to assess a situation, hoping that you've not harmed anyone. And then end up having a you know a further confrontation and I believe the way the situation was going from watching the video I believe I would have gotten out I, I, I would have been worried that I'd hurt someone I would have been worried that I'd run over someone maybe an innocent bystander whatever I would have been worried and I would have gotten out of the vehicle I think it's a, just a natural reaction for human decency to get out and check it's not a natural reaction for people to go behind a moving vehicle and beat on it uh, so being antagonized Certainly, uh, it's not right, and I believe that if you were to split hairs on this, I believe, in my opinion, the lady defended herself without a shadow of a doubt. She de-escalated the situation, and she did not have to resort to force, just a show of force. Now, there's a gentleman out there that had to comment and tell me how I was basically stupid that can still training tells you to fire until empty and load and fire again and I think that's bullshit sorry I think it's bullshit uh, I believe if you can de-escalate a situation and not have to fire the weapon that is by all means what you should do and I believe this guy's just hot-headed and I believe he's wrong and uh, it has been said that if he had ever taken a life he would not be talking like that and I don't know. I've never done it. I've never taken a life at all. My hands have never, ever taken a life, and I don't want them to. 
I will say that uh, I feel sorry for the lady. They dragging her through the coals, dragging her through everything just because she felt threatened. She felt like she was, you know, she wasn't going to live. And, and I can understand that. In today's tone, today's society, things that are going on, you never know what's going to happen. It, it, anything can piss anybody off right now. And it's very, very hard to know when you can state your opinion and when you can't. Even social media has gotten bad. Uh, as I spoke earlier in my own little world, people's tempers flare at the drop of a hat. So it's best just to stay in your own lane. Unfortunately, she couldn't stay in her own lane because that restaurant had to have that door locked, and I don't understand that either. Maybe that should be another thing we should riot about, restaurants locking one door. It's kind of crazy. Anyway, so that's kind of where I'm at today on happenings around the world. And social media, it's all just kind of coming together. It's all coming together. People are using social media to to show how petty they can be. Uh, some of them are showing social media to, to how good they can be, and, and that's the good stuff out there. There are some good stuff out there. For example, I saw a video about a young boy who saved his uh, sister from a dog attack, and I thought that was kind of neat. I'm interested in how that young man uh, knew to do what he did. Uh, that is just absolutely amazing. Search for it. Look, go out and look for it. You'll see it. And we'll get back in just a few minutes. We're going to feature a uh, public service announcement here in just a few seconds about the calls that the Sass with Cass, the original podcast, is now taking on, and that is distracted driving. I'll be right back with you in just a minute. All right, folks, we've came to a section of the episode where I am going to call them out as I see it. As I spoke in the last episode, Sass with Cass, the original, has decided to take on a campaign of sorts, pointing out some distracted drivers out there among many of us who drive on a daily basis. I wanted to preface this by saying, in no way, shape, or form am I using my phone when these distracted drivers are caught. My phone is sitting in a cradle. One vehicle, it sits in a cradle with a camera shot out the window. And the other vehicle, it sits in a, in a cradle and you can't see it at all. So what I usually do is I encounter the distracted driver. I remove myself from the vicinity of that distracted driver, if at all possible. And if it is safe at the next stop, I will take a picture of that distracted driver to remind myself so that I can discuss it. And then I put the phone away. I remain away from that distracted driver and hope that they make their way out of my way and don't cause any harm. So today we have two. This first one I encountered, I was sitting at a stoplight, the light turned green. And as I always do, I wait for just a second or two. And sure enough, had I not, I would have been impaled by this driver of a white Equinox, partial tag 594P. This person ran a red light, stoplight, whatever you want to call it, at a major intersection. And I think I've seen this car before because there's a dent on the driver's side corner bumper below the taillight. And that's uh, familiar to me. 
So I think I've seen that one before. The next driver I noticed was driving slow in the left lane. Everybody was passing that person. As I approach, I am trying to get over to the left lane to pass or to the right lane to pass this person as well. But there's so many people backed up to pass that I can't get over, so I am forced to stay behind this vehicle. It's a 55 mile an hour zone. We were going 40. We stop at a light, at which point I took the picture of the tail light, tail, the, the rear end of the vehicle, just in case this person was a distracted driver. And then when I finally can make myself to the right hand lane to pass this person, who's still going 40 after we've stopped at a light and proceeded through the light to the next stoplight, I proceed to get into the right hand lane. Traffic behind me is now trying to get over as well. As I pass this person, I look and they have their phone in their hand. Texting. Clear as day. Driving 40 miles an hour. So this culprit wins the Distracted Driver Award of the Day. He's driving a black Dodge. Excalibur, I believe is what it was called. Partial tag 075M, as in Mary. I have no clue. Uh, did like one brake light was the only one working, so definitely need to get some work done on that car to begin with. So, folks, that's just two that I'm going to mention. Uh, I deleted a couple other pictures because I felt like those two were the ones that deserved the attention more. Folks, do me a favor. Put your phones down. Just put your phones away. Because I guarantee you, you'll see a lot more on the road if you do guarantee you, you will appreciate your drive a little better, and I guarantee you, you will not be spotted and possibly fo brought focus to here on Sass with Cats, the original. Distracted driving kills. Distracted driving is 100% more dangerous than drunk driving, and I don't want to be a victim of that. I don't want my family, I don't want my friends, and I don't want you to be a victim of that. So put the phone away. Make it a habit. Get in the vehicle. Lay it in the cup holder. Lay it in the seat. Stick it in a purse. Stick it in a pocket. Stick it in a glove box. Enjoy your ride. Enjoy your drive. Pay attention to those around you. Look up. You might see something you haven't seen before. Pay attention. And I challenge you. I challenge my listeners. You find you a distracted driver. You email me the story of how you noticed that distracted driver. Tell me, how did you notice? What was the characteristics? Were they going slow? Were they in the wrong lane? Did they run a light? What happened? Just, just pay attention. Share with me the stories that you see of distracted drivers. Let's get an idea of just how many of them are out there. And if you don't want to share, that's fine. Just keep a tally in your own head. How many distracted drivers do you see on a day-to-day -day basis? I drive 30 minutes, as I said to and from, so that's an hour a day. I'm in my vehicle, one hour a day. Now, if I choose to venture out for lunch, I might be in my vehicle for an extra 20 minutes a day. So let's just say hour and a half a day, an hour and a half a day, and I can guarantee in any of that time, I will see a handful of distracted drivers. They're doing anything from swerving, hitting their brakes repeatedly, not stop, not taking off at a stoplight because they're too busy with their phone in their hand, or running a, a stoplight. It happens on a day-to-day -day basis. 
this is a lot more of a problem than I think people realize. All right, folks, that's going to do it for me. I think I've had enough plethora of topics to talk about today. I think I'm going to retire it. I'm sorry I'm behind by one episode. My listenership has definitely been up. I do appreciate everyone who listens, subscribes, tells your friends, so forth, so on. Uh, I did get a five-star review. Woohoo! I uh, appreciate that very much. I'm looking at the stats right now, and it looks like I'm up to 164 total plays with an estimated 12 followers. And that is according to Anchor.fm stats. I am not 100% sure on all the other platforms. It takes a little bit more time to go out there and review those platforms and log into each of them and see what I'm doing. I do know that Apple Podcasts is uh, one of the leading platforms I believe I'm being listened to through, which is really cool. I have one Apple device, and I probably need to go out there and listen, check it out. I know if you're listening on Stitcher, you're going to see that the cover art is different, and I'm trying to figure out how to fix that as well. I'm not sure what happened, but the original art is still out there, and I've got to work on trying to get that updated. That's not a big deal. The episodes are getting updated, and that's probably all that really matters. I'm just being a little anal about that. Don't forget to subscribe via Facebook or Instagram. You'll get early notifications of the coming podcasts and all the episodes that are coming up. It'll also be entered in some future giveaways. Yes, I haven't forgot the future giveaways. I'm still working on that. It takes a lot of work. I'm also working on a new website. So be on the lookout for that. And you'll only get that news first if you subscribe to Facebook or Instagram. So go out and look for Sass with Cass, the original. And until next time, I'm Cass, and I'm out.